Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pinot and Perfume. As always, I am your host, Sarah Chacon. And today, I am actually drinking an alcoholic beverage whilst recording. I know that I have been not doing that for the past few weeks, but, you know, sometimes I fall off the wagon, guys. I mean, it's just been just things like trying not to drink as much, but also like going out other nights and then not wanting to drink when I record. So yeah, but I thought I would bring it back and responsibly enjoy an alcoholic beverage on today's podcast. And I am drinking a fiscally responsible Cabernet Sauvignon from Kirkland Signature. Yes, that's the Costco brand. Yes, go ahead and judge. I really don't give a fuck. It's it's good. Like I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I have had really nice wine that we have bought from um, when we went on our honeymoon. My husband and I went on our honeymoon to Napa, Napa Valley, and I have had really nice wine from there. I have also had, you know, ten to twenty dollar bottles of wine that we bought at Costco, both name brand and Kirkland Signature, and really, there's not a much of a difference. Maybe that's me being tr- like a trash human. Um, but it's not bad for, and this is a boxed wine too. So it just, it just keeps getting better guys. Um, but I don't care. I mean, what can I say? Sometimes my tastes are champagne. Sometimes my tastes are beer and sometimes my tastes are just straight up trash. So cheers. Um, my husband did call me out, call me out bad though. Um, last night when I was like half asleep. So he went out as I mentioned in the last podcast, Florida um, is fully reopened. And uh, so we went out last night. Before you at me, I can't I can't speak for all of Florida, but I do know in Orange County, business owners are extremely diligent with, they're still maintaining the six feet inside and outside of their establishments, really sanitizing everything really well, requiring masks, providing copious amounts of hand sanitizers, which my husband just... I think it was a compulsion. He just kept spritzing his hands with hand sanitizer like every five minutes. So, I mean, it's been, I felt perfectly fine going out. So we went out last night. Um, One of the bars here had an Orval day. I think it's Orval or Orval. Maybe it's pronounced Orval. And an Orval is a lambic beer. Actually, let me look it up because if somebody is listening who is a beer connoisseur i'm gonna they're gonna jump up my ass for pronounce for getting it wrong so uh, orval is a belgian trappist brewery and what constitute what and it's orval trappist ale what kind of ale though is it i don't know if it's considered lambic now that i'm thinking about it um it is an ale so I did get it wrong. It is a Belgian style ale or Belgian pale ale. Um, it is made by the or like by the Trappist monks. Um, this monastery is founded in the 1100s, and there's three different malts, two types of hops, hops and Britannomyces yeast, and you get character complexity. That's read straight from TotalWine.com. I will link to it in the show notes in case you're interested. One bottle goes for $6.99. Anyway, it was Orval Day yesterday. And this particular brewery was selling Orvals for $8. Yes, it's expensive, but you also got a glass. And the glass it comes in that you're supposed to drink it in is, it looks like a goblet, which makes me feel fancy. Like I'm a medieval princess. So I ordered one and my husband ordered one. And now we have a set of two of set of Orval beers 
beer glasses. So more bang for your buck, which is what I like. But we went out last night and, you know, had had fun, um, got home, ordered a pizza. And then I tapped out like at midnight. I got so tired. I couldn't stay up to finish watching the episode of The Boys. So I went to bed. But just before, as I was drifting off to sleep, my husband came in to like kiss me goodnight. I, I know it's so... It is, it is sweet, but he also likes to talk shit sometimes, this being one of those times. He comes in and he, he takes off his shirt and he like drapes it over. And he's like, look what I wore. And I was like, is that Gucci guilty? And he's like, oh man, yeah. And then he goes, like he was impressed that I recognized it. And then he goes, I wore it and you didn't comment on it. You didn't even notice it. And I was like, oh, he's right. He's right. He called me. He got, I got blown the fuck out by my own husband. He called me on my shit because I didn't smell it on him. I, when he, we were getting ready, he likes to put Clary Sage essential oil in his hair. And that's what I smell. Cause that smells like, um, Earl Grey tea. That's like the main, I don't know if it's the main thing, but when I smell Earl Grey, Grey tea, that is the most prominent note. So I smelled that, but I didn't smell the Gucci guilty. Not at all. Not a whiff. I smell my own uh, perfume, which I have been, um, loving, which this will be an upcoming fragrance of the week. And that is the Black Perfecto by La Petite Robe Noir from Guerlain. I smelled that on me, but I didn't smell his. So I got called out and I'm a fraud. So if you want to keep listening, uh, I, this fraud is going to walk you through this week's scent of the week. So this week, I thought I would take a break from the gourmands that I had been having fun with. And I thought I would take it back to a more florally type of fragrance. And what better way than to review another Shalimar Souffle flanker. This week, uh, we're talking about Shalimar Souffle Entente. Uh, and this smells exactly, to me, it smells exactly like an amped up version of the original Shalimar Souffle EDP. Let's go over notes. According to Parfumo, uh, the, the top notes are green notes. That's real descriptive. Middle notes, you've got white blossoms, Indian jasmine, sambac, and orange blossom water, absolute. And on the bottom of the pyramid, you've got Tahitian vanilla, Madagascan vanilla, and benzoin. Now, I bought this um, primarily because I saw a YouTuber, um, Emmy Ever After. I love watching her. I, From watching several of her videos, I think we tend to have similar tastes, and she raves about this. Now, I figured I would like it anyway just because I love the Souffle EDP, um, but she says this is her Christmas scent. She always wears it when it gets colder out because she loves the vanilla. Um, she says if you like vanilla, you'll love this scent. Um, to me... I do love it. I mean, I, I bought it and I've right now I own all of the Shalimar Souffle flankers, including the original EDP that's set off like it just a whole, a whole binge of, of buying these because I loved, I love the Souffle EDP so much and I've never wanted to own like a, a whole series of flankers, but first time for everything. So I bought this and I do like it. Like it's, of course I knew I would. It is the vanilla. Now, it did get colder. It cooled down a little bit earlier this week. And by cold, I mean, I live in Florida. So it got down to the low 60s. So, you know, break out the eggs. But I did get more of the vanilla 
on the colder days than I did because I when I first bought I first bought this back in the summertime, and when I first bought it, I had just reviewed the Shalimar Souffle de Lumiere, so I wanted to like kind of space out space it out or whatever on the podcast. So I didn't want to review like two back to back fragrances, if you know what I mean. And so I um, have been hanging on this, but I did I did test it on myself when I first got it. I sprayed it like I would normally wear and it smelled good, but I didn't get as much vanilla as I have been getting when um, it's been a little bit cooler and a little bit low humidity. So I did get that and it would be wafts here and there. But overall, even though they don't share the identical same notes as the Souffle EDP, I believe the Souffle EDP does have that lemon note at the top, which a lot of people say it's like a, a lemon custard or a, lim, a lemon souffle. Let's see. Yeah, it's got uh, lemon and mandarin orange. So you have that uh, citrusy opening and that's what kind of makes it that kind of almost like a, a, a florally sweet, almost leaning toward gourmand fragrance. This doesn't have those same notes, but you still got orange blossom water. You still got green notes. I don't know what the hell green notes are at the top, but you've got those. You've got orange blossom. So the orange is providing that cit that kind of citrusy. Uh, I do smell the, in the jasmine. The Indian Jasmine Sambat. Jasmine, I don't know where that came from. Indian Jasmine Sambat. Because to me, Jasmine smells like bathroom air freshener, but not in a bad way. Like I like it. So I kind of got a little bit of that. It's not as a, it's not like a Jasmine Bob, not like uh, Alien from Terry Mugler. Uh, it all kind of blends in nicely. And then the vanilla just kind of rounds it out. So even though they don't share the exact same notes, it's still overall the same scent, except this is a little bit deeper. And like I said, amped up. Now, in terms of projection and longevity, I would say projection is pretty good. I mean, is it going to be, it's not going to fill a room, but you'll leave a little bit of a scent as you walk by somebody uh, for about an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, I would say up to two hours. Overall longevity is not bad. I think I on me, four to five hours, like you definitely would need to reapply this at the end of the workday if you wanted to wear it out and about, like you would need to reapply. But it's not not bad, not a bad little fragrance. It's now, will this perfume get you pregnant? By the way, that's a really good name for a podcast. I mean, I'm kind of sad I didn't think about that first. I mean, Pinot Perfume is great, but will this scent get you pregnant? is also great. Um, it's not going to get you pregnant. This is a very class. I wouldn't describe it as sexy. I would describe it as pretty and ladylike, but not, you're not going to wind up getting pregnant from this scent. I mean, it is still beautiful. It is beautiful. It is very dignified. If you like the original EDP, the Souffle EDP, I think you will like the Souffle Intense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't describe it as sexy. I wouldn't describe it as, you know, it's just a very beautiful, ladylike, dignified scent. So I did read somewhere, I think it was on Fragrantica, that this is going to be discontinued, um, which is probably why I found it so cheap. So I bought it off of my favorite site, um, FragranceNet, which FragranceNet Come on, guys. Let's do a collab. I see you partnering with all these YouTubers. Reach out to me. I'm always plugging you guys because you guys have the, have the great prices and shipping hasn't been bad for me. 
So I got on FragranceNet. I'm looking at it now. It's like $35.74 um, on FragranceNet. It's $33.99 on Fragrance X. I think it only comes in the one size. And that is the 50 mil or 1.6 fluid ounces. Um, it is considered to be on clearance. It is on clearance on FragranceNet. So that's why I, I think it's the rumors that this is being discontinued are probably are valid. Um, I'm all over the place. So this came out in 2017 on Fragrantica. It's got, let me see, where's these votes? Where's these votes? Come on, I went up too far. Um, Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk about Fragrantica's website in a minute. Um, it's got a 4.34 out of five with 521 votes, not bad at all. And the description on Fragrantica is, um, which is, takes the note from the brand, focuses on the opulence of fresh and pungent jade notes. A pinch of vanilla gently adds a soft touch to the bouquet. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a solid fragrance. Again, if you're not a big Jasmine fan, like, or if, I mean, if you're not a big Jasmine fan, this isn't going to knock you over like Alien from Moogler. If you do like Jasmine, you probably would like this because it's there. Like, it's not like it's not noticeable. So I think it's a solid fragrance, especially for the price. I mean, even if you don't like it, it's 33 bucks, which, I mean, again, it's not like a super, it's not nothing. But I feel like it's not like you're going to be dropping like 100 bucks on a on a blind buy. You know, like I feel like 33 bucks for me is a pretty safe amount to, to buy a fragrance and see if you like it. Um, do I think that you need both, like the, both the Entente, the, the Intense version and the EDP? For me, I don't think so. I love the original EDP and I do like this, but I, I think because I just smelled the EDP first, that stole my heart. I think if I'd have smelled this one first, this probably would have stolen my heart. Um, because I think the Entente version smells just like an amped up version of the original, I, I find it to be a little bit redundant, still beautiful, a little bit redundant. So I think after I finish up this bottle, I probably wouldn't repurchase. But if you are the type of person who likes to wear their scents based on like seasonal times, I would say the EDP is probably better suited to like springtime because it is a lighter fragrance. And this, especially with the vanilla and just how deeper this fragrance is, is probably better as a fall winter scent. I know I will be wearing it this fall and winter. Um, so yeah, that's just my, my two cents. This Fragrantica website, I know like it's, it must've been around since the nineties. And I don't think the site designers have updated this since the nineties. Cause the, the website drives me friggin' nuts. It's like, especially when you go on, I haven't been on the boards, but when you look up a fragrance, it's got it's just surrounded with like ads, top and bottom. And it's just, you've got to, then it has, you have to, I feel like you have to really look for the, how many reviews it has, um, how many people want it, the accords, like it's just all over the fucking place. And I don't know why people like, oh God, I just got served one of my own ads for my day job. Anyway, I don't know why this site isn't cleaner. It drives me up the wall. And I haven't heard anybody else 
talk about it. Like nobody else has talked about for granted. Like everybody goes on for Grantica, especially like the YouTubers always reference for Grantica. Nobody has talked about how awful this site design is. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just me. Anyway, tangent. Um, overall, a really good scent. I think the projection of longevity are about average. You know, nothing crazy. It's not a beast fragrance, at least on me. Um, and I think if you like the original, you'll like this one. So if you have any experience with any of the Sufa line, if you love on the intense version, if you don't, let me know because I'm curious to see what you think of this fragrance. All right, so moving on to fragrance in the news. The first article is from Vogue Business and it is talking about fragrances shift to digital, which apparent from multiple stories that I have talked about on the podcast and seen, uh, the fragrance industry has been slow to slip to shift to digital first, which makes a lot of sense because it's hard to smell fragrance through a computer screen. But with the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously that changed things. So there are brands that were responding to the shift and saw their sales increase despite of it. Um, this article points out that um, L'Oreal was one, um, the mar their marketing team, their marketing and CRM teams, which CRM stands for client relationship management program, <laughs> a little industry jar jargon for y'all. It's either client or customer. Anyway, same thing. Um, basically the people who design the user experience for like L'Oreal website where people can purchase online, had to work with the marketing folks to let people know that, yo, you can buy more of our shit online. That's exactly what that meant. That means. Um, and so they collaborated more resulting in like a less siloed approach and other brands have, have, and it also has kind of, oh, it says, um, this company also followed suit with other beauty brands and transferred some of its in-store sales associates to handle customer service online, which is very interesting. Um, this, this quote makes me chuckle because she threw in um, this buzzword. Anybody who's worked, doesn't even have to be in the marketing sector. I mean, if you work a nine-to-five job in corporate, you've heard this buzzword before. So it just... Vice presidents and you know, CEOs and important people, leaderships that companies can't resist these fucking buzzwords. So this is from Laura Azaria, who was SVP of marketing for L'Oreal USA Designer Fragrances. She says, the closure of bricks and mortar was definitely a challenge, but we overcame it by boosting our digital business. That effort was already underway, but we reorganized our teams and ways of working to create the most synergy. She used it correctly, but Synergy, I've heard Synergy talked about so much in my own job, and I'm just like corporate buzzwords, flash word, uh, flash red light. So, of course, um, let's see. So designer fragrances accounted for 17% of overall U.S. sales for L'Oreal in the pandemic's peak. Oh, wait, no. In the first two months of the year, and then jumped to 46% from March through June, at which the pandemic peaked. Um, and now, of course, brick and mortar stores are starting to reopen. So online sales are taking a little bit of a dip. But um, industry experts are saying that they're looking, they're not going to abandon online sales, but people still prefer to go in usually and sniff fragrances. So something that they're talking about doing is 
offering classics to buy online, like Chanel number no. five, light blue from Dolce & Gabbana, you know, all these classics that people know and love and looking at digital as kind of a replenishment channel, which is very interesting. So if you use up your bottle of light blue and you want to buy another one, you can just go online instead of having to go in store and deal with the sales associate. Whereas if you wanted a brand new perfume, you might want to go in store and test out a few things and talk to a sales associate and see what they recommend. So I think that's very interesting and very smart. Um, another way, so they did mention, um, I think Nest Fragrances, I think it was Nest, talked about like the discovery sites that, or maybe it was Atelier Cologne. Anyway, yeah, Atelier Cologne. And, um, discovery sets are popular. I love a discovery set. Many brands, you know, if you're not aware, a discovery set is usually three to five fragrances, usually the popular fragrances of a house. It can range between like 10 to 30 bucks, sometimes higher depending on the luxury, you know, depending on the house, but usually 10 to 10 to 30 in my experience. And then you get, it's a way to sample without having to commit to a full bottle. And many of these brands offer the amount you paid for the discovery set. So let's say you spend 20 bucks on a discovery set. They will then take that $20 and apply it to the price of a full size bottle. So essentially, if you like what one of the scents you tried, you can buy a full price bottle for $20 cheaper than you would otherwise. Um, so that's a really good way to do it. There's, and so it's talking about a lot of what these fragrance, like what these fragrance companies are doing now, doing now, now that the pandemic's kind of forced them to go more digital, how they're going to maintain that digital presence. So pretty interesting. A lot of like no shit Sherlock moments, like when they said their sales dropped when brick and mortar stores closed because of the pandemic. And now they have seen their sales rise again and their online sales drop. Now the brick and mortar stores are opening back up. Like no shit. Like that happens when you can't go in store, you're forced to shop online. And now that people have in some parts have the ability to go in store, that's what they're doing. Cause they're probably tired of being cooped up in the fucking house and are probably going to kill their significant others or their kids. If they don't get out and do something, whether that's, buy some goddamn toilet cleaner that's not on Amazon or sniff a perfume at a designer counter at the mall. Um, but yeah, pretty much this article kind of reiterates what I have seen in other articles with COVID-19 and fragrance and online sales and all that. But if you want, I'll link this in the show notes as well. Um, if you're interested in reading. So the next and the last, um, article that I found because it's, it's a slow news week. And this particular are, I, this was plastered everywhere when I did a search, um, in Google news. So David Dobrik announces new, maybe it's Dobrik, David Dobrik announces new fragrance brand and David's perfume. And this is from people.com. I don't know who the fuck David Dobrik is. Apparently he's a YouTuber and he hosts a show called Dodgeball Thunderdome. I don't know if that's an online only show or if it's on a network, on a cable network or whatever. But he, this, you do a, you just do a search for either perfume or fragrance and hit Google new, like the news um, heading on the Google toolbar. And this, this dude is showing up all over the place this week. So he came out with two perfumes. Um, on October 2nd. So they just debuted. One is called David's perfume number one and David's perfume number two. And apparently he was inspired to do this because he smelled a scent on a stranger and it was a very fresh, clean scent. And he became obsessed 
and he wanted to bring, I guess, create it for himself and bring that to his followers, to a younger audience. I mean, newsflash, <laughs> there are plenty of clean scents that, that are more well known that younger audiences can, can and do wear. I'm just gonna leave that there, but whatever, he's excited about it. Um, so he he worked with what lab? Oh, he worked with International Flavors and Fragrances House. Who? What do they do? That sounds so familiar. International Flavors and Fragrances. I feel like IFF. Where? Where have I seen this? What? Let's see. Scent. What have they done with scent? I'm going on. I'm looking fine fragrances. All right. I'm I'm completely off the beaten path. I'm trying to figure out if there if IFF has done any scents that I would recognize. Um, I feel like I have looked them up. Um, uh, but it's not. So I don't know. Let me see. I'm gonna do just a Google search. You know what, this is taking longer than I need to do, and I'm sure you guys don't even give a shit, or you can look up on your own. But that's the lab that he created, and he and his friends, who are also known as the Vlog Squad, so I guess some other YouTubers, uh, just spent hours sniffing, pairing, and testing different smells until they came out with um, two scents they liked, and David's Perfume number one and David's Perfume number two. Um they're in clear bottles with a black cap. David perfumes number one as amber and cashmere and leads a little masculine. Um, David's perfume number two is grapefruit and sandalwood and leans a little bit towards feminine. Um, he says that he has seen both men and women gravitating towards the number one scent. So he says that it's it's a, a surprise. It's something that you're not expecting it to smell like what it does, like how it smells. Um, and... The pricing is not, I would have to say, the pricing is not bad. Let's see. It was a very, it is a very, hold on. It was right here. I think it's like 60 bucks. So it, it's a very respectable 60 bucks. It's in line with what, you know, what I've seen. Yeah, 60 bucks. It's 60 milliliters. So I feel like that's a fair price. It's not like Jeremy Fragrance. If you watch YouTube, he's like, I don't know if he's the original OG fragrance YouTuber, but a lot of people have started getting into YouTube fragrance reviews because of him. He came out with some scents, and I think they're like in the 200s to $300 because he wants it to be like exclusive, which maybe that's just me. I'm not going to pay that much money for a YouTuber scent. You know, like, I mean, I don't even pay that much money for Tom Ford since, but if I was going to shell out that much money, it would be for a Tom Ford or an MFK Maison Francis Cryptijon scent that I liked, not for a YouTuber. So I respect this guy for uh, pricing it at a respectable 60 bucks. Um, I don't know where to buy this at, but I'm sure if you are an avid YouTube, if you watch his YouTube channel, I'm sure that he has videos talking all about it and provides that information there. So that rounds out fragrance in the news, a little bit of a slow news week, but I dug deep guys and tried to bring you guys two somewhat new articles or, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to write about shit during a pandemic that's lasted this long because you do kind of run out of new material. 
outside of what companies are doing in the midst of the pandemic. We know fragrance fragrance sales have have gone up, especially in like home scents like candles and shit. Some of them have gone to hand hand sanitizer making, which has helped. You have a few people launching new perfumes, which is kind of interesting when you that you're they're launching it during a pandemic. If you think about it, um, Valentino just launched Voce Viva or Viva Voce, the one with Lady Gaga. So that's pretty much what I see. And then like the top best perfumes for fall. Um, so yeah, I tr- I tried to to bring some different articles to the table, but it's been slow these past few weeks, guys. What can I say? All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. If the spirit moves you, like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, Five-star ratings are appreciated, but even constructive feedback is also welcome. Um, If you want to connect with me online, I'm at Pino and Perfume on Instagram, and the and is spelled out. So that's Pino, A-N-D, Perfume. And yeah, let me know if you want me to review a particular scent or if you have any comments or experiences of with any of the scents mentioned in the show. I would be very much interested to hear your takes on them, if you love them, if you hate them, if you're ambivalent about them you know, just let me know. I always appreciate that. <clears throat> um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That That's wrapped up. So as always, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope that whatever you are doing, you are having fun, being safe, but most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pino and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.